Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pam Larickia, and this is episode number 248 of the podcast. It's the 20th of October, 2020, as I record this intro. Now, this week, I've put together another compilation episode. They are so worth the extra time it takes to put them together because hearing these clips side by side brings a whole new life to them. This episode is a collection of responses to the question, what is your favorite thing about the flow of your unschooling days? If you're newer to unschooling, these can be a great reminder of where you're heading. And if you're more experienced, they can be a great reminder of why you chose unschooling for your family. Either way, I suspect you'll find them super inspiring, helping you take a deep breath and release whatever is preoccupying you so you can get back into the moment and connect with your kids. Truly, life is a collection of these small everyday moments of connection. That's where our trust and respect for each other grows. As a personal update this week, my project to figure out better internet for recording podcast calls is in the home stretch. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> there are just a couple of hurdles left, so fingers crossed. Not that I'm expecting perfect, but more reliable would be amazing at this point. Booking podcast calls through into the new year has been going pretty smoothly. I'm really looking forward to having a bunch of interesting and fun conversations over the next few weeks. That'll fill my unschooling well, and I know I'll be excited to share them with you guys to keep you inspired and engaged on your unschooling journey. Lissy's coming home for the holidays on December 12th, so I hope to be mostly organized and done by then. I'll still have my part-time evening job, and of course, I'll continue to hang out in the Living Joyfully Network, but I hope to have my days mostly free for the rest of the month to have fun at home with everyone. There are so many things I want to play and do, including having large swaths of time and space to just hang out and be. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support helps pay for the hosting and transcription, as well as my time spent creating new episodes each week. It's instrumental in keeping the growing podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now let's dive into this fun compilation. Hi, everyone. This has been such a fun compilation episode to put together, gathering a collection of responses to the question, what is your favorite thing about the flow of your unschooling days? The answers give us both a wonderful snapshot of the uniqueness of each unschooling family and a clear look at the lovely foundational threads of unschooling that weave through our days, like the time and space to be cultivating rich relationships with our children, and the focus on joy. To get us started, let's hear from Susan Baudry, an unschooling mom with two children, ages five and nine, living in Australia. 
So what is your favorite thing about your unschooling lives right now? Uh, I won't say relationships and the connection because I think that's really a given because when you spend so much time with the little ones, what I really like is kiddos really get to know who they truly are as people. Um, you know, like I think I mentioned earlier on, you know, Nishika, I love that she can go into her own world, you know, when, when they are out as well, she's just far away in some, you know, some world and she can actually be in that world. And if she was cool, she would be constantly, that would be disruptive. Yeah. So I love that about her. Uh, the other thing I love is the gift of time. You know, we, we, we have late nights and, you know, we get, we don't get up very early. So I love our morning sniggles. Sniggles, as Krishna would say. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I love our cuddles at night. You know, I love that I get to see the joy and, you know, and the smile on the face when they discover something new or funny or interesting. And uh, something that I didn't mention, when Krishna actually wants your attention, you know, and he wants you to see something, he will hold your face and so that your eyes can't get distracted. So you say, you can't move, you can't focus, so you just hold your face. And it's so cute and funny when he does that. And the other thing I think I want to mention is, you know, conventional thinking, you know, tells you you need to get up bright and early uh, and because that's the only time when you have energy. I have found that both my kiddos take, take a long time for the energies to pick up, even when they get up later on during the day. They're the most energetic before bed. You know, they love to run around actually before bed. So that's at like 11.30 or 10 o'clock at night. That's when they have the most energy. This does not mean it takes them time to wind down. So when they're ready for bed, they're ready for bed. They just sleep. They don't struggle to sleep. They sleep quite peacefully. Uh, you know, and something again, conventional advice was to read a book before bed, dim lights and slowly wind down to sleep, you know, and I don't think that works for everyone. Um, so I think for my kiddos, and I'm sure there are lots of people out there that, you know, expending some energy before bed actually helps with winding down as well. Um, the other thing, what I love is, you know, that, uh, you know, I wake, I normally wake up before these two and I love, you know, when they wake up, you know, I'm, I'm happy that they're up and, you know, they, you know, how they shine. Krishna has a big smile on his face and he comes and he comes and he runs and gives me a cuddle. Uh, with Nishika, like, you know, I go, normally she calls out to me when she's up. So I go to the bed, give her a hug, cuddle her. So we spend uh, about, depending on how she's feeling, 10, 15, 20 minutes of just cuddling and maybe chatting. And I think this reminded me of you and Lissy, Pam, you know, when you mentioned in one of your uh, episodes where, you know, you guys used to spend a lot of time, you know, when she would get up with coffee or having something to drink, right? Yeah, yeah. That remember just when you were telling that story, it's like, oh yeah, I remember that time with Lissy. Yeah, she would, you know, let me know that she was awake and I yeah. would bring back a coffee and then we yeah. would just sit in her bed from like twenty minutes to an hour some mornings, yeah. listening yeah. to music, chatting, just you know, sitting quietly together. It was it was really it was really beautiful. And even like that that was the part of the journey and the focusing on that inner compass, right? And how important and valuable um, that time is, you know, because sometimes I was sitting there, you know, 20 minutes in, it's like, oh, I feel like I should, you know, that's always a good clue. I should be getting up and doing this or I should be doing that. But to realize, no, this is valuable and it's worth that time. 
Well, that would let me just breathe through those couple of minutes, like, because it's not bad, it's not wrong, it's, you know, a moment to think. It's like to re-remember and recommit to why this is important. And, you know, I treasure those memories. Like, it was months and months that we did that. And you don't get that because they must go to school, now they would be rushing. It's always rush, 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 rush. And we just don't get get that that time you know to spend to spend with them um and you know i love how you know they she nishika she's not always very vocally expressive but ever since we've become i think the last year or two years we've become really very close so she'll randomly tell me mama i love you mama you're the best your mama i really love you just randomly you know she's watching something and she'll say mama i love you so it's really i would miss all of that and, uh, you know, the other thing, because of Habi's business, the travel, like, you know, we get to be with him, we get to be together as a family, rather than, you know, worrying about, okay, the kids have to go to school, we have to take permission from the school to <laughs> to actually right. travel, which, you know, I want to be with my family, I need to take permission from you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so That's another great point, right? <laughs> you know, I, yeah. And, and, you know, something, you know, with unschooling and what I've realized, it has very little to not going to school. And that, that's actually a very small part in our unschooling life. So, yes, it's unschooling, but this, it's so much that we're doing that not going to school is actually a very small part of what I, you know, and that's what I love. I love that insight. As we get more experienced with unschooling, our days move further and further away from even the idea of school, and it becomes a lifestyle living and learning as if school doesn't exist. A few months later, I had a wonderful conversation with Susan's husband, Roop, and I thought it would be great to hear his answer to the same question alongside Susan's. Here's what he shared. So the next question, beautifully, what's your favorite thing about the flow of your unschooling days right now? Yeah, that's a great question, actually, Pam. I mean, I was sort of mulling um, over that earlier today, and there's so many things that I love about our unschooling journey. Like it's, it's, it's actually hard to pick. I mean, I mean, the obvious one is, is the gift of time, the, the flexibility and the ability to, I mean, it sort of goes together with my entrepreneurial journey actually, because it allows, I mean, because I have more flexible work hours and because my kids are around, I can take some time off in the middle of the day and we can go Pokemon hunting. And we can come back and I can get back into work. And I would not give that up for anything. Like, I I find the ability to have the the best way to describe it is that our structure is the lack of it. And and, and, and that is um, magic uh, to me because... It allows me to dip into their life when I when I'm able to, and and then dip in and dip out because of my work as well. But allows me that flexibility to dip in and dip out, and they also know that they're around. Like I don't have a door to my study; like there is no door. So I don't have a dynamic in the house where if I'm in the study, no one's allowed to come into the study because oh the door's locked. No, kids understand. Kids will come in. Sometimes I'll be in the middle of a call and Krishna will come in and say hi. And 
why not? And so I just love that kind of flexibility. So time and flexibility is, I think, you know, the best gifts of this journey. I love that. An abundance of time and the flexibility to use it as we choose are fundamental to unschooling. And that paradigm shift from the conventional mantra to always be productive, to always be busy or else we're being lazy, to seeing the immense value in having time to ponder the possibilities, to listen to our inner voice and to make choices. It's priceless. Now let's hear from Fiona Monday, an unschooling mom in New Zealand with a five-year-old child. I would be curious to know, <clears throat> what is your favorite thing about the flow of your unschooling days right now? Um, Maybe not literally, right? <laughs> I know not it's literally. right now on lockdown for a lot of it's, us, right? You know, it's yeah. Um, oh, I, I suppose it, it can still apply, I, um, yeah. which is nice. Um, yeah. So I've heard. So I've heard you talk a lot about joy, mm-hmm. and you know I've had joy in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what joy is, <laughs> but but actually I've experienced what I would call real joy now. Just just lately, following Ollie on his on his tangents and his his passion and um. So his transforming passion, which is the thread through every, <laughs> seems to be the thread through everything. Um, he found a, a video on YouTube of some guy loaded a video up of little Burger King toys, you know, Happy Meal. No, yeah, yeah. I think it was Burger King, little mm-hmm. toys. And they they were transformed from robots into letters. And he had the whole alphabet. And the whole video is just him going through A and talking step by step and <laughs> like I'm laughing now because it's just so amazing that Ollie found this video of a transforming alphabet of this guy <laughs> taking him through Ollie's learning his alphabet and was completely into it um and he's never shown any interest in the alphabet song like singing the alphabet um but this thing because it was transforming and and I watched the whole video with him. It went on for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> I just got so much joy. Like I can feel it in my body now. It's like watching him just get a kick out of this guy and his alphabet transformers. Like I would never have, I would never have picked that up that I would have enjoyed that, but I did because he was so into it. And there seems to be more and more examples of that happening now I think I've, yeah it's the layers peeling back and now yeah. I'm now I understand what you mean about the joy and and so that's the cool thing that I'm feeling discovering at the moment is these actual this real joy um and real joy for me too like I'm getting real joy out of rock painting and they're real basic they're, they're super basic things I'm painting but I'm really enjoying them because I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I can't it's, say the words, I can only describe it. I know, I know, I know, I know exactly, exactly what you mean. And, yeah. and I remember that shift from so many years ago, which is, you know, that's why my, le- my website is living joyfully. Yeah. Right? Because for me, that was the most profound shift 
to and and still now trying to imagine what it was you know is it a layer of judgment that we're peeling away you know that we can see the joy in the most mundane little things yeah because I totally would have judged that video beforehand like who is this guy (laughs) and look at all those toys (laughs) this is this video is how long (laughs) (laughs) so yeah judgment definitely for me in that that video yeah yeah but no having no judgment yeah Right. And judgment on ourselves with the painting. Like, but it, it yeah. feels like we all of a sudden more clearly see everything. Right? Like yeah. for ourselves, like that that painting, you know, um, the rocks, the walk, the finding the rock, you know, yeah. it's like all of a sudden we're allowing ourselves to um more I don't know if authentically is the right word, but engage in that moment, like just surrender and be in that moment like, like a child, right? Like, yeah, they're Mm -hmm. right in that moment and having fun in that moment. And because that judgment piece is, is a step out of the moment, right? Because we're thinking about the moment through the eyes of good, bad, right, wrong. Right. Yeah. So being able to really sink and engage in the moment, we see so much of that joy, right? Yeah. And and then even in even when things are going wrong, it's not like oh this is fun things are not going our way. <laughs> yeah. But but deeper, uh, it's that that trust too that that will move through those moments, and and you gain that through experience through having done it before, even if you can't see where you're going to end up, you know, you're going to end up somewhere reasonable. Well, right? that's, that, that's, yeah. that happened yesterday. We had a terrible day yesterday. Um, both Matt and I were feeling super down mm-hmm. about just the situation of being in lockdown. Yeah. Um, we were all yeah. rubbing each other the wrong way and there seemed to be no saving it. Um, but at the end, at the end of the day, Ollie just decided to dress up. He came out into the lounge in different dress-ups, and that was hilarious. And (laughs) we found joy at the very last part of our day. And it was just, we were all laughing, and we were just, the whole mood lifted. And Mm -hmm. he just cracked the code on that one of, of, he was enjoying the dress-up, and he enjoyed our reactions to him walking out in different costumes. And, yeah, it was turn the day around from something terrible yeah well that is such a such a great example right and that's I think that's part of what we've learned as we peel back those layers is being open for those moments even when we're down and things you know we can't see where they're going um, positively um, but being open for those small shifts yeah. Right? yeah. To, to see and recognize those. And it's like, oh, you know, it wasn't, oh, Ollie, it's almost time for bed. Please don't start pulling out a bunch of different clothes or whatever it was that he was changing into. Right? Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Have, trying to um, not keep that negative lens on things, like being more yeah. open to seeing those moments, like the joy in all the tiny little things, even if it's, yeah, you know a change of clothes or a smile about a video or whatever and, and recognizing those. Cause so often we're certainly at the beginning, we're blind to those. 
Oh, yeah. I love that story. Being open to moments when we can shift back to joy. And I love how Fiona distinguished it as real joy, joy that she can feel in her body over the most seemingly mundane things. It's beautiful. And now let's hear from Tara McGovern-Dutcher. She and her family live in Iowa in the U.S., and they have two children, ages 12 and 14. I would love to hear what your favorite thing is about your unschooling lives right now. Yes, thank you. And this, again, was another question that I brought to my team <laughs> and was really interested in the results. I, um, to answer for my own self, uh, it's always been about having a lot of margins in our lives um, where we can, that we can do with as we need to. And I didn't even really reflect on my own neurodiversity, but I, anxiety is something that I've lived with in my life. It's something um, that I've learned to navigate. And for me, margins are a huge part of, of how I navigate my life happily is when I'm not trying to impose a lot of extra structure on myself. I'm just a lot more peaceful and more attuned. That's a big word for me as a musician and also as a parent, <laughs> attunement. Um, I'm more attuned to myself um, with those margins. And so my Liam and Atticus had sort, sort of similar things that they answered. I said, what is your favorite thing about unschooling? I heard a lot about freedom um, in their time, but also not in a lot being um, encouraged to explore what they're interested in. Uh, and, and then when I asked Joe, he, his response was really interesting and it was about, um, he feels like because we've worked really hard to cultivate, cultivate like honesty in our relationships with each other, um, that, that, that our relationships with our children are more, more mentor relationships than parental relationships. We've, we talked about how um, some of the mentors that we've had in our lives, how you learn from their experience, but they're not necessarily telling you who you are or who you are expected to be. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting that for him, it was about our, our relationships with our children, having that flavor to them, less authoritative um, and more just, sharing our experience and helping our kids to move through their own experiences using us as resources, but not necessarily using us as um, advice givers or an expectation that things go a particular way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that you asked everybody. <laughs> yeah. It was so fun to find out. It was so cool to hear the different perspectives how they were both unique to the person, and how beautifully they weave together without getting knotted up. Next, let's hear from Nikki Zavitz. Nikki's family unschools in Ontario, Canada, and they have three children, ages 10, 8, and 6. I would love to know, what is your favorite thing about your unschooling lives right now? Oh my goodness, that's hard. <laughs> Easy question, right? <laughs> I think, well, I absolutely love the, just the richness <clears throat> and the deepness of our relationship. You know, I know them so well, but I'm learning more and more about them every day. Um, them and them for me as well. Um, and also just learning alongside them. Like, oh, it's so amazing 
how much we're learning together and not even like, we're not even seeking learning. Like it's just un- unraveling before us, you know, with our passion, my passions and my thirst for learning. And they, they get stuff from what I'm learning and I get stuff from what they're learning and we're strewing for each other. It's just such a beautiful dance. Yeah. It's, it's so great. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I love that. It's just the richness of of your lives as you're living together. And yeah, you get to that point where you just learning just weaves into your days mm-hmm. without without any thought per se because yeah. you know, without any intention maybe. Mm-hmm. But the intention is to do what you enjoy doing, right? To follow right. follow your passion, see what comes up. And boom, you know, and I love when you get to that point too, where they're bringing stuff that they think you'll be interested in. You're bringing stuff to them. Everybody's just kind of living um, together joyfully, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful life. It really is. With all the messiness of it too. It's just quite wonderful. The richness and deepness of our relationships with our children. The beautiful dance of living and learning side by side, unfolding in all its joy and messiness. I love it. Now let's hear from Dola Dasgupta. Dola lives in Pune, India, with her two children, ages 18 and 14. What is your favorite thing about your unschooling days right now? Ah, The favorite thing right now is that... uh my children are far more independent than they were at one time. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're able to make their own snacks. Uh, they can uh, take care of their meals at times. And uh, they're pretty much, uh, especially my older one is uh, moving around on her own. I don't have to do the picking and dropping and driving them around. So that gives me a lot more uh, time for myself. So that's, that's something that is, um, good for me. But what is really interesting about, uh, where we are as a family right now is, uh, watching my daughter because she's, she turned 18, uh, in November and, uh, she's just like, you know, wanting to explore so much. And she's, uh, She's like really pushing herself there and and uh, trying out different things, going out there, connecting with people. And this is this is uh, from someone who, f- for the longest time, uh, felt she was shy and that she was uh, that she had social anxiety and that uh, meeting people was difficult for her. First, to to watch someone like her, like that, to be really, you know, exploring, being out there and being on several uh, social network groups and things like that. And uh, even, you know, doing all the inquiries that she needs to do for her own, the courses that she needs to take. So I think to see that is fascinating for me because I think... What really mattered was that I was present and she was also present to herself and I was present to her in whatever phase that she went through. Mm -hmm. 
without wanting to turn the tables or what without wanting to make it different or it's just accepting that that's how it was now it's this way and we don't know what it will be next so i think for me to watch my daughter really like you know spreading herself out there is something fascinating for me and and my son um you know finding that when he uh likes something a lot how he uh finds the time for it like the 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 discipline that he he is uh instilling in himself to to watch that is fascinating and uh i mean he and there is so much more uh what what fascinates me about my son now is that he stands there in his power and said no mom i don't think you're right <laughs> and he so calmly explains uh, his point of view uh sometimes when i'm losing it but he's not like he's like talking like as if he's on some diplomatic mission <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of diplomacy a lot of calm so that kind of really fascinates me and uh, yeah i think though it was a different thing when they were younger and now that they are all kind of growing up it's 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 a completely different journey because we are emotionally also on a different uh level of connecting yeah yeah uh, you know yeah. even with my daughter because she's she's like 18 and she's exploring so many things her emotions and relationships i find it so much so much so much more fascinating because i am talking to her uh like another woman and mm-hmm. that's that's really fascinating for me that uh we are uh, yes there is the mother and daughter but there's also this you know thing about a younger woman and an older woman and <laughs> we are kind of bonding and about stuff and that's like interesting yeah yeah i love they're they're just fascinating as people as human beings yeah right yeah. our kids yeah. i love that word fascinating because it's so true it's just so curious and interesting to see you know what they're the choices that they're making in their lives and how valuable it is to let them go at their own pace like you talked about their own phases rather than us worrying or trying to put some sort of timetable on it they get the places they want to go when they get there right and and it's always valuable to them where they are they're there for their own reasons right so it's just yeah so fun to see how they blossom and in what directions right yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. i love that other piece that you talked about the difference as they get older yeah because when yeah. they're younger it's a lot more about like um, doing things it's a, a, a lot more hands on i think you yeah. know yeah a lot more yeah. Yeah. um getting them places doing things yeah. hearing facts yeah you know yeah. looking things yeah. up you know it's a lot of that whereas they get older there is an, yeah. a much more emotional aspect now they're more exploring yes. the kind of person they want to be because yeah. they already yeah. know how to learn and figure out the things they yes. want to learn yes. right the facts yeah. they've yeah. kind of taken over so now our conversations start to morph yeah. into more 
philosophical takes, emotional takes, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. That's how it is for us too. It's so interesting to hear from an unschooling parent with older children and how things shift. How fun it is to watch them in action as they explore more and more of their world. I love Dola's perspective. And now let's hear from Kinsey Norris. Kinsey's family lives in the U.S., in Texas, and they are unschooling with two children, ages eight and five, at the time of our conversation. Okay, last question. I would love to hear your favorite thing right now about the flow of your unschooling days. Now that you're all healthy? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, things are feeling better now. No, uh, I, no, gosh, well, there's so many things, you know. Um, so I asked Amy Koi this question, oh, actually, yeah. like, what is your, you know, what's your favorite thing about kind of just, our, you know, our life every day? And she said, hanging out, wow. you know, and, and I loved that. Like, yeah. you know, she's so right. We can simply hang out. And, you know, and I think a really cool byproduct of that to me is the discovery that happens, you know, like discovering new interests, discovering new bits of information about places and people or things or, you know, whatever, discovering things about each other and about myself I don't know. I could, I don't think I could have ever expected or imagined how much more like living like this would give us, you know, aside from like, I don't know the, the learn, I don't know the learning or, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's just really exciting and fun. All of those discovery pieces are really exciting and fun to me. And I just love every minute and I just, you know, I'm really excited to keep on going to see what's, what's going to happen next. I don't know. I'm just really filled with gratitude to, to be able to live this way with my family. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, Kinsey. And I love that, that hanging out answer. It's just that space to be together. Yes, to be, just being, you know? Yeah. Kinsey's perspective is lovely feeling so grateful to be able to hang out together with her family. It kind of hits the unschooling nail on the head, doesn't it? And now let's hear from Liza Swale. Liza and her family live in Canada, though her husband is originally from New Zealand. They have two kids, ages 13 and 8. So what is your favorite thing about unschooling just nowadays? Ah, nowadays, ah, I have so many moments um, because we're finally at a place in our life, particularly now. I mean, the farm's been up and running for forest lifetime, so almost nine years, nine seasons now. So I marvel almost every day at making choices in the path that brought us here and being so, so grateful um, for being able to have this time. And I think, and, and it's happened, it's more so like right now, because right now we're at a really, you know, it's really all coming into place. So it's, it's just such a wonderful time for us. So I think for me, the favorite, my favorite thing is just really living. 
is every day we wake up and we don't know what the day is going to bring. We really honestly don't. Um, I mean, farming is so flexible and organic unto itself that it suits a beautiful unschooling life because you're just going with the moment and within the moment you can live and, and follow your dreams and passions and it allows for it. So right now it's really, the flow is really fantastic um, and exciting and exactly what, what, what we kind of had envisioned when we went out on this journey. And it's, it's not constant. I mean, <laughs> there's always ebbs and flows, but that's part of the journey too, because even in those moments of conflict and things, we're, we're connecting on a level that so many other people don't necessarily have that opportunity. And I'm grateful for it. And I don't let it go past without that gratitude now um, because of the choices we've made. And I think that's exciting. Um, because it's taken me a bit to get to that point, you know, where you're like, no, this is, this is in the moment really working and really great and really right. Um, yeah. So that's exciting for us right now. Um, on, on a practical level, I'm excited. Winter's here. <laughs> we're like, winter's coming. Cause we're off. We're done summer. <laughs> so we're in the fall. <laughs> we're getting winter usually means travel for us. Um, and we're, we're heading back to New Zealand after seven years. So we're kind of excited for that. Um, and a lot of our days and times have been spent planning that because uh, we have we have about a month to play with and we have lots of things we want to do. So we're researching and talking about things and people we want to see. Um, so that's been very much our focus. Uh, now that the season's winding down. Yeah. Um, and I, I just... I'm, I'm excited. I'm always excited for where we're going. You know, part of my whole journey and even having kids is, ex it was always excitement to see who they are, you know, who are they turning into and rolling into and growing into. And I think, um, I'm excited for that. You know, that's also one of my favorite things and the kids, the age they are right now and any age really is just, it's always just so exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love, I love the idea of seasons and the flow and discovering who your kids are, right? It's, it is, it's so fun. And it's fun to think about how, you know, we're really focused on, you know, the connection and engagement and, and, you know, having fun with them. Yet, as we were talking about before, it's not about the control that you can be so connected and, and spend spending time with them without needing to direct them anywhere, that, that it's still a discovery, right? That excitement of discovery to see, you know, what, what they're interested in, where that might go, you know, what corners that might turn, you know, how, what they're learning about themselves. You know, it's not, it's not all, you know, happy-go-lucky kind of thing, right? There's always challenges and, and things coming out. Always, always, always. But I guess I go back to that that undercurrent of joy and excitement just because we're living. Right. And I also think those 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 moments of, you know, conflict are part of living. I mean, really, it's the human experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's through those moments um, that, that we grow and learn so much and connect to an even deeper level. So I embrace those moments too. And even in myself, you know, I'm certainly not perfect in any sense of the word and, and you know, control and doubt and all these things come into play. But if I'm able to reflect, you know, and, and kind of, you know, dissect and see where that plays in with everybody and be open and honest, then we can just 
move along and keep that flow going, right? That's right. That's right. Because we're growing into who we we want to be. Um, and I mean, that whole thing of, of taking, it's hard. It's hard taking those challenging moments and saying, that's okay, right? Yeah. And, and then doing the work to work through them. And, you know, exactly why is that feeling hard for me? You right. know, to understand that because then we can bring that to the conversation, right? right? And then and then they can help us and and the flow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I, well, I, I'm just thinking the same words over because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to I want to say as well because I think it's important. Flow is such an important word, and it's something that you and Anna brought up to me. And it's the idea of it's not about balance, right? It's about flow. Um, balance is unstable and it's hard to keep balanced and there's there's a lot of work and control that's required for this but once you accept flow in your life that those moments are not something that make you off balance they just help the flow move forward you know it's like a progression so for me it was a big deal when I realized it's not about balancing and making you know tilting something in a different direction it's really about accepting and allowing right and, and that, for me, was a big shift in mindset in terms of flow of life and, and, and accepting moments where there is conflict or there is, you know, unsettling. And to get back, to pivot back to the joy and, you know, to embrace the moments, it's, it's about accepting that flow. I love how Liza talked about flow and how it's so much more helpful as a metaphor for living than balance and thinking in seasons. Life outside of school and curriculum is so much more fluid and twisty with seasons of intense deep dives and other extended times of quiet contemplation that can look like mostly doing nothing from the outside, but they are all valuable. Next up, we hear from Martha Delmore. Martha's children were ages four and seven at the time of our call, and they live in Colorado in the United States. What is your favorite thing about your unschooling days right now? Hmm. I can't, I can't even think of a favorite. It's summertime right now, so we're playing a lot. It's been so fun to, um, it's just so fun to play. I feel like our days are filled um, with play, and I felt like I spent so many years not having that. Um, and so I think my favorite part of our days is that we get to wake up and Play. We play with the horses. We play with the tadpoles. We play at the trampoline park or the parkour park. Or, um, I think both of my kids have a really fun sense of humor, and so there's banter that way. Um, I love not having pressure to be places that we don't want to be or struggle in the mornings to get somewhere that we don't want to get. And so um, I think just the gift of living a life that um, it's just filled with like joy is so much fun. Um, and I don't, I don't know how we could have done it, um, with a different path for us. Um, so yeah, I, I think just the freedom to play. I love that. I love that. And you mentioned like your kids humor and stuff like that. That is the, the cool piece, isn't it? That the whole kids are people too, but Kids are fun to hang out with. Yes. Right? I, I enjoy them. Yeah. I just, I really enjoy them as people. I, we go on vacation together. We're lucky to get to do that. Um, 
and like I, I don't wish that they could be somewhere else. I think my life is enriched by being with them. Um, and that's a really, I'm glad because they're with me for at least 18 years and maybe longer. We'll see as long <laughs> as they want to be. So I'm glad that I enjoy them. I'm yeah. Glad that I'm not wishing the time away. Yeah. Maybe no. specific moments but in general. I would love <laughs> to be. Yes. I mean, there's always those moments that aren't fun per se, but can you imagine having to go through those moments with a different kind of relationship? I mean, how much harder still those could be, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And I, I love how, um, you know, you, you've talked about the, the relationship with them and developing that connection. And that that is just going to take take you right right through your whole lives together. And, and I think that's the, one of the most important shifts because, you know, conventionally and so often people will say, you know, I couldn't hang out with my kids that much. But when, like you said, when you take that pressure off of having to follow the schedule of things that nobody is particularly interested in doing, but we have to do, when you take that layer out, we are all different people, aren't we? Like not just the kids are different. We are different people as parents too. And that we can live together, like feel like we're all people living together with our different levels of experience and knowledge about the world and everything. It's not about parents becoming children, yes. you know, right. throwing out who we are. Right. It's literally all of us living together as as human beings, right? Yeah. Well, and I think that was part of the transition into, I guess maybe attachment parenting or peaceful parenting or whatever the terminology would be is that it's not like anarchy or some crazy, um, you know, circus. Yeah. Well, it sometimes feels like it's in like the best ways, maybe, but <laughs> um, it's not, I mean, I think that's where the relationship piece comes in. Like I would say it's the relationships that contribute to the peace in our home. It's not like the lack of discipline or punishment that contributes to like this crazy wild anarchist situation that we have. Um, I think the relationships contribute to the peace. And part of that relationship is figuring out like how much I have to give and when I need to like pull back and refuel for a few minutes or have a breather or do some self care in the way that I'm talking to myself or, I mean, all of that is a dance. And I think, I think if I'm only ever pouring out, I will eventually have nothing else to give and then it won't work. And so part of that relationship with them has also been um, kind of healing myself and figuring out, yeah, who I am so that in the house we can all, we can all just live a life that's filled with joy. And if, yeah, mm-hmm. I just think the idea of that we're all, different unique individuals like living together and developing this beautiful relationship i think it's contributed to to this style of life working well for us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i love that that piece you talked about about ourselves too i mean i know authentic is another word that gets bandied around a lot but when we are our authentic or real selves with our kids without putting any pressure 
on them or anything to meet our needs. That's not what it's about. Not trying right. to manipulate them to do things oh, to make oh. us feel better. You know, it is not what we're talking about, but you were talking like self-taught, like understand what, what that level of authentic engagement with our kids means is so much more self-awareness for us. Right. Yeah. We need to understand ourselves so that we can understand where where we are, you know, how empty our well is at this moment, you know, and not unrealistically say yes to taking yeah. on things that would just completely deplete us. Completely. But having yeah. having that conversation, you know what? I am way too tired to do that today, but can we do that in the morning? Cause I know I'll be, I'll be ready for it. Just having those kinds of conversations with them, right? That's, that's what I mean when I talk about living authentically and that's where you're really living together and, and they're learning about understanding other people's feelings, yes. other people's where they are in that moment you know, so, so it's not about unthinkingly, that's where your anarchy comes in when you're, I got to say yes all the right. time, right? And you're depleting right. yourself and things are just going crazy because you've got nothing left to be engaged enough with right. them so that they don't go right. over the edge, you know, and then you're over right. the edge and, and there's your anarchy, right? Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think living that way, it does, like you said, it gives them an awareness of other people's needs and mm -hmm. just where those lines might be. Um, but it also gives them permission, I think, to be able to say, um, I can't do this right now in yeah. relationships down the future. Um, and I also, my kids will, which I love about them when I get, um, a bit short or, um, can be a bit snarky when I'm tired or overwhelmed. Both of my kids will like put their hands on their hips and be like, mom, I don't like when you talk to me like that. Um, and I'm so glad that they know, like they can say, I don't like to be treated this way. And typically it makes me bust out laughing um, and kind of brings me back to the present moment. Um, but I think all of that just models like healthy human relationships I love that their days are filled with fun and play, the joy of unschooling with young kids, but not in a martyrly way, rather being ourselves in relationship with these young people that we love. And now let's hear from Teresa Hess. They live in Washington State in the U.S. They also live in a co-housing community and have three children, ages 12, 8, and 3 when we spoke. What is your favorite thing about your unschooling days right now? Oh, that was a hard question because I just like, I don't know. I just love <laughs> our lifestyle so yeah. much. You know, it's like everything that we've talked about in this conversation so far is what I, I love about it. I just love having the, the space and the time to be together and get to know ourselves and each other. It's just, so precious like what else could be more important than that I can't think of anything you know it's back to the the relationships and the connecting again it's just it's it's brilliant I don't know we're so lucky you know it's such a privilege and a luxury to be able to live that way and um and I'm just so so happy that um 
that we've encountered this lifestyle. I'm so thankful for the internet. Like I never would have gotten here without that. (laughs) (laughs) Like I wouldn't have known what to do if I hadn't found Jan Hunt's website really, or to have people that are further down the path saying it's okay. Like you can be kind and generous with your kids and they will be wonderful human beings because so many people parent from that place of, well, in order to make them wonderful human beings, I have to make them do X, Y, and Z that they don't want to do right now. And um, that doesn't feel right to me at all, but it's so wonderful to have the resources of people who are more experienced spelling that out for us. So yeah, my favorite part of our unschooling days is just just being together, together. just being myself, just loving yeah. my children so much and, and having this time together. So many people talk about the years going so fast or, you know, like, looking at an old picture when their kid was two and now their kid's 10 and where did the time go? I don't really have that feeling about things and not to say I won't at some point, but I feel like we're really living our lives together. They're not just flashing by, like we're not busy. We're just, you know, here together doing what we love. We're not too stressed out except if we're making an addition on the home right now <laughs> like, you know or the natural stresses of life yeah. come up of course inevitably and like I say sibling tensions or you know figuring out what to make for dinner things like that but just that we we can just be together I mean how many people what, what are those articles like the top 10 things people on their deathbed say about, you know, it's like, Oh, I wish I would have worked less and spent more time with my family. I wish I had prioritized relationships and I wish I had done less of what other people thought I should do and done more of what I should, I wanted to do. And I'm just like, so grateful that we're, that we're in that from, from day one as a family, not that we have it down perfectly, not that we don't struggle, you know, not that we don't have conflict, but like, Overall, the overarching feel for our lives is is spacious, is open, is fun. It's about enjoying each other, doing what we love, you know, cooking good food together, watching shows together. Nothing's off limits. Nothing's bad. Like like talking about those power struggles earlier, I can't imagine living like 18 years with my child in my house, like having those power struggles constantly over different things as they got older. Like you know, my oldest will say to me, well, I don't know what we'd fight about, mom. We just, you know, as she yes. knows the stereotypes of teenagers fighting about things and she's, she'll be a teen here in a few months. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to do that, you know, and, and my middle child will say to me, well, if I ever have kids, I want to, I want to parent the way you do, mom, you know, <laughs> it's just nice to feel so, um, just have this nice dialogue with them for, for who we are together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so yeah. precious. So, and like I say, that's just the, that's the priority. Like if, if anything else, I don't know what it would be would come in the way of that. You know, I just would find a way back to that open connection, no matter, no matter what, if I was able. Just being together. I love that so much coming back to that open connection with them, no matter what. 
living with children truly doesn't need to be fraught with conflict and power struggles. And our last clip is from Talia Barto. Talia's family lives in Ohio in the U.S., and they have four children, ages nine, six, three, and one, when we spoke. So what is your favorite thing about the flow of your unschooling days right now? What's the favorite so thing? I really had to think about this yeah. one because I'm like, I just, I just really love our life. You know, I really love our lifestyle. I love how it's changed. You know, I have kids with four different ages. I've gone through all these different stages and my oldest is always, you know, entering the next stage for the first time. And then I get to look at the next ones and go, Oh, you're going to enter these stages too. You know, if we're going through a hard season, I can go, Oh, we've did this. I know, I know that this, you know, my, my three-year-old, you know, he's so busy and sometimes I'm exhausted. I'm like, you won't always be that, you know? And so it's so fun to watch them and to develop these relationships. I get to spend so much time with them. So we have inside jokes, you know, stuff that's ours because we're spending time together and we're watching shows together and we're playing games together. So we develop this, this connection and this relationship where there's things that are ours or we see something and we're like, Oh wait, doesn't that remind you of this? And it's like our story. And it's our thing or we have our favorite foods that we get to make together. We just develop this level of connection that I knew was possible with adults and friendships. I have a good relationship with my mom now, but I never knew it was possible to have that when the kids were young. I, you know, it wasn't, it's something you have to wait for. They don't have to get to a certain age and then you go, okay, now we can do that together. You can, you can learn it. Oh, they're amazing people who they are right now. They're amazing. And they make great people to do life with. And so it's so fun. It's so fun to have all these special moments that we would be missing out on if they were in school. And I can't imagine living a life where I didn't see them do these things for the first time. It's literally the best thing in the world to, to spend time with, with my kids. I love them so much. I never knew that our life could feel this way outside of the box. The box was comforting and this was scary, but this is the best Amazing. My son says scary, but fun when he does something new. And I said, it is scary sometimes, but it's so fun and rewarding. And I'm excited to see what happens next. What a great way to wrap up this episode. I'm excited to see what happens next. Our kids make great people to do life with. And unschooling is definitely scary, but totally fun. I love how the guests touched on so many different aspects of our lives, yet at the same time, we see similar threads weaving through so many of their answers, like the gift of time to be, to get to really know and connect with our children, and to live in the flow and joy of our days. I hope you found this collection of guests' favorite things about unschooling to be both grounding and inspiring. Until next time, happy unschooling! I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes. The conversations never go out of date. And you can find more information about my books, my Patreon community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit at my website, livingjoyfully.ca. Have a great day.